are incredible. Okay, everybody stand up for just a minute. Just everybody stand up. If, if, you're, if you're able and willing. Right, I want you to repeat after me everything, everything. I, need, I need I already have. I already have. His name, His name is Jesus. Jesus. Right, we'll do it a little bit different. This time we really want to emphasize the word everything. Everything, everything that I need, that I need, I already have. I already have. His name, His name is Jesus. Jesus. Now we're going to emphasize the word Jesus, the name Jesus, and then you can sit down. Everything, everything I need, I need, I already have. I already have. His name, His name is Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Sit down. Woo, look at church. That is so true. I don't care how bleak things become in this world, I want you to realize that that statement is so true. Now, that doesn't mean all of our problems are solved, but it does mean we know who can get us through and over and under and around and and every obstacle that comes our way if we'll just do things the Lord's way. This morning we are continuing our uh, series on, on giving. Today we're, we're looking at giving for the right reasons. And I could, I could list dozens, and I do mean that. I, we could be here till easily 2 o'clock this afternoon just listing reason after reason after reason. But I'm only going to take a short time, and I'm just going to talk about three, three that are very important to me, very important to all of us, I would hope and I would think. And, and then just put the, put the, the, the ball in your court, or, or in our case, I guess, the, uh, the plate in your lap uh, as, to, as to how you are going to respond to the Lord's <coughs> word, to his word. So let's begin with prayer. And then I was to uh, look at many scriptures today. Our key text will be Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures today uh, so that we can understand how incredible it is. And, and I tell you, John and I didn't plan this. It's one of those God things again, John. We did not plan the, the song that they just sang in the, in the special uh, with the sermon. Uh, sometimes we, we do, but... John said to me when we started the stewardship series, he goes, Steve, kind of hard to come up with songs about tithing. I said, I know, dude. So good luck with that. And uh, <laughs> I, I offered my help. I'll pray for you, you know. <laughs> but they, they, it's amazing because this morning, oh, how he loves us. And, and how he's faithful to us. So let's pray. And we'll look at some scripture together. Father, we love you. That's easy to say. Teach us this morning to put our, our actions where our words are. Teach us to put that love into practice in, in, in so many ways. We just thank you, Father, for your love and faithfulness to us. We thank you for this church congregation. We thank you that we know you, and, and I just our heart goes out to those that don't. 
So, Father, speak to us this morning. I just ask that you would be the messenger, the messenger. That you just challenge us through your word to be obedient to you. If we were just as half as faithful to you as you are to us, this whole world would be different. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Paul writes to the church at Galatia, church struggling, a church that having their ups and downs, and he says, let us not become weary in doing good. For we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Now, as I said, I want to mention a few reasons for giving. The first one, is huge. God is faithful. We see that in verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. God is faithful. We will reap a harvest. God is faithful. God is faithful. We will reap a harvest if we don't give up. One of the biggest problems in Christianity today is there are too many Christians, too many believers giving up. Satan has beat them down so long and so hard that they finally, they just can't get up because they're trying to get up on their own strength. And so we just, we just need to realize that God is faithful. God faithfully meets our needs. Now what I want to do is just quickly go through several scriptures here that, that show how God meets our needs. And then a little bit, I'm going to go through uh, many, many more scriptures. Not even going to go through them. We're just going to list some things. But, but to begin with, uh, turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, and, and just begin. Look for God's faithfulness in each one of these passages that we're going to share. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, a verse you're familiar with, a verse that I hope you're familiar with. A verse that I hope that you will you will mark in your Bibles and, and, and underline and put a little asterisk by and, and maybe put temptation at the top of your Bible, top of that page, or in the front of your Bible, write temptation and then write 1 Corinthians 10, 13. This is a phenomenal verse. Paul says, no, N-O, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Oh my goodness, that should encourage you. God is faithful. Let's move to the next one. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 23 and 24. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 23 and 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, 
soul, and body being kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Not only is God faithful in helping you overcome every temptation, you only sin because you want to sin. Bottom line, 99% of the time, you sin because you want to sin. You, 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 you know the temptation is there, and you succumb to it anyway. He gives you the way out. He gives you the way out. He is faithful. Here we see that, that God is faithful to keep us blameless. He is faithful. But he's not done. Look at 2 Timothy, just, just a few pages over. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 through 13. Here is a trustworthy <coughs> saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. God is faithful even when we are not. Everybody faithful every day? Anybody that's faithful every single day, all day long, never sin? Oh, good. My hand's not up either. Even when we're not, God is faithful. Even when our faith has taken the wrong direction, God is faithful. Let's keep going. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 25. Again, these passages are pretty close together, so just turn, turn a few more pages over. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers... Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Oh, wow. God is faithful. He is faithful in keeping his promises, just like we've read right here in this passage. There's another one that we really, really need to look at, and that's over in 1 John chapter 1. Chapter 1 of 1 John. Notice what it says in verse 9. Chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Did you see that? Oh, I hope you're turning this morning. I want you to bring your Bibles. Thank you for not putting the verses up there today because we need to bring our Bibles. You need to see it in your own Bible. These wonderful, faithful, and true passages that God wrote through all these different authors, but they are still God's inerrant word. And we need to realize right here 
the faithfulness of God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sin. Wow. Oh, the faithfulness of God. I could build the entire sermon around God's faithfulness, but there were some other things we, we need to talk about. Now, I want us to realize that the issue, I share these for many reasons, but one of the main reasons is to show you the issue is not that, that God is not faithful to us. He is faithful to us. The issue and the question is, are we faithful to him? God is faithful in, in every way. In fact, one of his names shows his faithfulness. One of God's names, and you've heard me reference this several times, but I'm going to say it again. One of God's names is Jehovah Jireh. And in Hebrew, that word Jireh means to provide. God provides. So Jehovah is God. Jireh is provide. So one of God's very names is God provides. He meets our needs. Even when we don't think that's possible. He meets our needs. Now the question again is, are you being faithful to him? Do your, your tithes and offerings show that you're being faithful to him? How much do you love God? How much do you trust God? You see, love and trust are intermingled. You cannot have love without trust and trust without love. Those are, those are two intermingled qualities that go hand in glove. They are so important. They tie in together so beautifully. So the question is, do you really love God? And at the same time, do you really trust God? If you trust God, you love God. If you love God, you trust God. And if you love and trust God, you're going to do what's commanded from the old all the way through the New Testament. And that is to be faithful in your giving to him. Faithful in your service to him. Faithful in your life to him. Faithful in your righteousness to him. And, and I know we are, uh, we're just dirty rags that, that Jesus has to clean us up. And it's that covenant thing where, where God clothes us with his righteousness. He puts on that robe of cleanliness, that robe of righteousness. It's not us. It's the robe that was given from Jesus to us. And on the other side, Jesus took our robes of filthiness and put them on the cross with him. He is so faithful to us. But are we faithful to him? I want to go back to 2 Corinthians real quick and read another short passage. Chapter 9 in 2 Corinthians, verse 6 through 8. Chapter 9, 2 Corinthians. And, and again, just, just notice what we see here. <coughs> Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful, and you've heard me say that, mean, that word means hilarious, a hilarious giver. And God is able, now, now listen to this verse, and listen to, notice all the alls in this verse. I love this verse. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, 
you will abound in every good work. Man, God is, is faithful. He is so, so faithful. Now the question, are we faithful to God or faithless? Are we faithful to God or are we faithless? There was a, a little girl that wanted to attend Sunday school a long time ago in Philadelphia. And they basically said, there's no room. And so she began to pray, and let me just read what happened. 57 pennies that were found under a little girl's pillow when she died left their mark on Philadelphia. You see, the girl wanted to enter a little Sunday school in Philadelphia years ago and was told that there was not enough room. She began saving her pennies to help the Sunday school have more room. Two years later, she became ill and died, and they found a small pocketbook under her pillow with 57 pennies and a piece of paper that had the following note written very neatly, to help build the little temple bigger so more children can go to Sunday school. The pastor told the story to his congregation, and the newspaper took the story across the country. Soon the pennies grew, and the outcome can be seen in Philadelphia today. There is a church which will seat 3,300 persons, a temple university which accommodates thousands of students, a temple hospital, and a large temple Sunday school. And it all began with a beautiful, dedicated spirit and 57 pennies. Tell me God's not faithful. Somebody tell me God's not faithful. He is so he is so, so faithful. I just, um, I just want to share some other passages. And, and what I'm going to do is, is uh, Bert's got these on the screen. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just not going to take the time to even note the passages. I'm just going to just, just show all the ways that God loves us and is faithful to us. And then you'll see that the passages next to him. He gives us love. He gives us mercy. He gives us salvation. He gives us his son. He gives us wisdom. He gives us benefits. He gives us protection. He gives us joy. He gives us peace. He gives us rest. He gives us comfort. He gives us authority. He gives us strength. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us life. He gives us grace. He gives us good things. He gives us his presence. He gives us guidance. He gives us power, love, and a sound mind. He gives us every spiritual blessing. He gave us one Friday, a Savior and a sacrifice on the cross. He gave us one Saturday, a borrowed tomb and a death. He gave us one Sunday, an empty grave, left behind grave clothes and a risen Savior. Tell me God's not faithful. Somebody tell me God's not faithful. And I can show you chapter and verse just the opposite. Now, are you faithful? You see, that, that's, that's the question we really have to ask and, and answer. We, we can clearly, clearly, clearly see that, that God is faithful. But we have to ask the tough questions. Are we faithful? Are we faithful to him? Are you faithful or faithless? And don't try to be a little bit of both because you're, you're just kind of, you're almost in that lukewarm area. Are you faithful or faithless? 
You see, there's another reason for giving. We need leaves for a Christian church. We need leaves for a Christian church. Imagine waking up on Sunday morning and your beloved church building and especially your beloved church family is gone. happening in America every week by the hundreds. Churches that have been struggling have finally just realized we can't we can't keep going. The doors are shut. All over this great land of And I have to say something that at our present situation, if nothing changes, 10 years or less, that'll be the story of this very congregation. And I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm being very realistic. not for my job. I, I need you. We need each other. God has put us in this, in this very place for a reason. And we all need each other. Now, a few weeks ago as we started this series, I, I was all excited about you know, working to get the, the building paid off. You know, sometimes you, you uh, mistakenly and, and certainly not purposely get the cart before the horse. Well, I kind of did that. And um, uh, it's been brought to my attention, and I appreciate uh, those that brought to my attention that, uh, Steve, we don't really need to focus on, on the principal right now. If, if people want to give extra to, to pay off the, the to meet the, the building payment each month, you see, we have a, a huge debt, $290,000 debt to pay off uh, the, the annexation, the, the, the improvements that were made back in 2000. And, and so let me rephrase that a little bit. Instead of, instead of writing principal on your check, just if you just still want to continue to give that additional money, and, and, and I am, I'm, I'm still doing that, but just, you just may want to write uh, uh, building mortgage or church mortgage. Uh, not principal, and that way when that month's money comes due, we, we will apply that toward that payment, and that helps us a little bit more. Or if you just want to put in your general offering, if you just want to increase your giving a little bit, and you're saying, Steve, dude, what, what, what are you talking about? I'm talking about being faithful to God. Yeah, but you don't know what kind of times we're living in. Why? I live in the same times you do, and I have to go to the same store and pay the same price as you pay. I don't get to say manna from heaven and a loaf of bread fall through my ceiling. It doesn't work. Everybody has a house like that. I'm moving in this afternoon. We don't. But God is faithful. Amen? God is faithful. And we, we have to be faithful to him. We need 
Williamsburg Christian Church. I mean, think about this. What, a, what about your children? We all love our children. I love my son, Jesus. But what if, what if their greatest need is not being met? Their spiritual need to be fed. What about when you come to worship on Sunday morning and, and hopefully you're fed, not only through the sermon, but in, in, in just in, worship, in the whole worship experience, it's, it's a chance we we're glorifying God and worshiping Him, but oh my, how He, how he ministers to us and how he, he feeds us. And what about your small groups? Well, what about the, the Sunday night Bible study that we've started in? And what about all the other opportunities to, to be fed through the ministry of Williamsburg Christian Church? And yet, if it's not here, what about the fellowship with the believers? Oh, my goodness. You all have been such a blessing to my family because our families are hundreds and hundreds of miles away. My mom is 700 and 68, I think it was, I figured this time, 68 miles away. And you have just adopted Denise and Saul and me and, and made us a part of the family here. And you have no idea how much we appreciate that and how we need that. And, and I'll be the first to say, this is the Lord's church, of course. It's not our church. It is the Lord's church. But doesn't the scriptures tell us to go unto all the world, not disappear. We need to be going. And then the third reason, which is equally, equally important, perhaps even more important, is people need the Lord. Now our main purpose as believers is to, to live to glorify God. Every Sunday we come and we worship him. It's not about us. You've heard me say that dozens of times. It's not about us. We come to, to worship God. We come to bring him praise and glory. And hopefully that begins on Sunday morning, but it carries throughout every day of the week. We glorify him with our lives and our witness and our testimony and just sharing with him. People need the Lord. Now let's go to that great commission. I, I referred to it a moment ago, but turn over to Matthew chapter 28. The last words of Jesus on the face of the earth. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, yep, Steve, he's talking to the 11 disciples. It says so. I know what it says. Yes. But this commission wasn't just for those 11 men. Of course, Judas is, is gone. They've gone from 12 to 11 until... Uh, Judah's spot was, was replaced. But that commission was handed to the church just as much as it was handed to those 11 men in attendance as Jesus said these words. Let me just read verses 18 through 20. Matthew 28. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, and really, that would be better translated, therefore, as you go, make disciples. As you go, make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you. Here's God's faithfulness again. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's why one of the several reasons that we have a missions. And we support missions locally to help spread the good news of Jesus to, to go. But we also are sending dollars to India. We're sending dollars to the Ukraine, to England, uh, to other countries, so that people may come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You talk about an opportunity for Haiti right now. Those missionaries in Haiti, oh my goodness, they have such an opportunity to share. These people are totally destitute. They, many of them have nothing, and even the clothes on their back are, are threadbare, and, 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 and they have hardly anything. And so it's an opportunity to, to provide those physical needs but also an opportunity to provide the spiritual needs. And so we need to support these missions. Our goal should be to bring people to Christ, but if we're not here, if there's no place to meet on Sunday morning, how can people come and respond to Christ? Let me ask a tough question. Where would you be if Williamsburg Christian Church was not here? Would you even be a Christian? Why would you want to rob a glorious eternity from someone else? Because we were not faithful to God when he's been so faithful to us. I numerically and, and just in, in every spiritually, in every aspect that we can grow. I want us to fulfill our part of the Great Commission. I don't want God to look at Williamsburg Christian Church and say, you all let me down. You were not faithful to me. Instead, I would love to hear him say, bless you, thank you, praise you, that God, you were faithful to me. Well done, good and faithful servants. But it takes financial commitment. It takes financial commitment. And so, as we close out this morning, it's very simple. It's not hard to figure out. Are you faithful or faithless? And if you're faithful, then you're going to love and trust God. You're showing that you love and trust God. And if you love and trust God, then, then it's just going to become a part of your life. And a part of your life is going to begin to trust him so much that you're going to say, God, 
even though we are in perilous times, even though the economy around us seems to be uh, growing dimmer and dimmer, I'm going to trust you more and more, and I'm going to give 10%. And if you can give above that, then, then, then do. Show God. Again, Malachi chapter 3, test me in this, says the Lord. See if I will not. Just pour out. Bring your tithe to the storehouse, which is here, and just test me and see if I'm not faithful to you. I know you're getting tired of hearing this, but, but it's an important message to get across. And we're going to talk about it next week, and then we're going to take a break from, from finances. But oh, please think about how faithful God is to you. And ask yourself, Honestly, ask yourself. Don't ask anybody else. Don't ask any family member. You know and God knows. So ask yourself, just how faithful am I being to God? Grade it. And A, of course, is very faithful. And F, is faithless. What grade do you give yourself? What grade does God give you? And then, wow. Just say, I want to... I want to do better. I want to make that grade higher. And then begin to study to show yourself approved. Begin to, to pray more. Begin to be in his word more. Begin to trust him and love him more. And begin to show that in your actions. Not only on Sunday morning as we pass the plate, but in your actions every day of the week. Your faithfulness to God. If somebody needs to make a, a decision this morning, a decision to come to Jesus Christ to make him Lord and Savior, then I encourage you to come. Or if somebody needs to come and rededicate your life, maybe you're, you're a D or a D minus, and you really need to, to be more faithful to the Lord, then come and, and make that public. We're not going to condemn you because we may have the same grade you do. But you know, God is still faithful. Willing to forgive, just like I've read 1 John 1, 9. We confess that to him. He forgives us those sins. And we can just be faithful to him. If you're already an immersed believer in Christ, want to be a part of Williamsburg Christian Church, oh my goodness, that would be awesome. We'd love to have you. So you see, there's, there's plenty of opportunities. Let's stand right now. And I just encourage you, if, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you to make a decision publicly, then to do it. But wherever you are at, evaluate your faithfulness to God.